Welcome back to the Gary Sutton Show on WSBA. Uh, glad to be with you on a Tuesday morning. Don't forget, if you can vote today in the 28th, please do so. Uh, I want to try to clear up some um, questions a little bit later on here this morning, if we can get Nikki Suchanik on the air, who's from the Office of Elections here in York County. But with us this morning, to take your financial pulse, and you hear that cha-ching in the back, is our good friend Ryan Fox, Gettysburg Director of the Financial Consulate, a fee-only financial advisory firm. And he joins us this morning here on the Gary Sutton Show. Good morning, Ryan. How are you? Hey, I'm great, Gary. How are you this morning? I'm doing very, very well. Thank you so much for asking. And I understand your wife's birthday is coming up. Saturday, apparently. I just got the reminder on my iPhone today. Saturday, apparently. Boy, that's that's a scary thought, apparently. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, one of the things that kind of leads us into thinking about is, okay, now I'm sure in your family there are never any financial mistakes because of who you are. And, and, and of course, your wife probably keeps you on the straight and narrow, as all wives do. But, you know, there are couples that have money mistakes every now and then, and, and I think maybe one of the things that you do better than anybody else is make sure we're proactive and how to avoid those. So uh, let's talk a little bit about that this morning. Some of those mistakes out there that couples sometimes make with money that we can kind of get out of the way of before they happen. Yeah, thanks, Gary. I appreciate that. You know, like any family, it's it's really something that we, we talk about and we, we've made mistakes, we've made correct decisions. And one of the biggest things uh, people need to do is prior to marriage is they need to have that relationship communication plan. Right. And a big part of that is financial planning. They need to talk about some of the more simple things like budgeting, saving and spending habits, because often two people may love each other very, very much, right. but have very different ideas about money and different experiences with money. Our our entire life uh, really builds up this bank of understanding and knowledge and feelings surrounding money where one person may be very conservative and one be, may be very aggressive and entrepreneurial. And they've got to talk about that in advance. So that's that's one thing that I wanted to make sure I brought up. Now, you had like three other things, I think, that you had mentioned on there, too, that you wanted to kind of, you know, give to people in terms of helping them. Uh, and again, communication, obviously, has got to be the, the bedrock on which that's all built. Yeah, you know, another one is inevitably one person seems to kind of take the lead in being responsible for household finances, and that's fine, but a leader needs someone that can also back them up. So one of the things that we talk about with people is when you have the financial spouse, what's the role of the non-financial spouse? And that non-financial spouse needs to be engaged because the risk is if the financial spouse would go away, would pass away, if there would be something catastrophic happen, what happens to the non-financial spouse? Do they know where the mortgage is? Do they know the passwords to access bank accounts? And one of the ways that we try to ensure that happens is whenever possible, and I mean we, we really push for it, is we need both spouses to attend meetings with our financial advisors uh, so that they're both kept in the loop and they become familiar with you know someone who's going to become a trusted advisor. You know, one that comes up periodically, too, is this idea of separate accounts, and I thought I'd share this. You know, sometimes the thought is, well, now that we're married, we have to have a joint account for everything, Right. one checkbook, one one savings account. Um, you know, in our family, my wife wouldn't mind sharing, we have two separate joint checking accounts. What happens is we both have control over each of them, but she has hers and I have mine, so that we're not constantly looking over each other's shoulder, wondering where the checkbook might be, things like that. It's okay because it's joint. We both would have access if something would happen. And we do the same thing with the two credit cards that we use. They're joint credit cards. I pay those bills, but we look at them every month and say, okay, you know, how do we do this month? 
And it really helps to get both spouses engaged. And if it's done in a friendly manner, it's rarely adversarial unless there's some big purchase that might not have been talked about. But again, that goes into this whole discussion that a couple needs to have. So there's nothing wrong with, again, in the spirit of communication, uh, having both have access to both accounts. And yet, um, you know, sometimes you hear horror stories where, uh, and I heard of one situation where a couple split and the one uh, cleaned out the account from somebody else. So, you know, are there things you can do there to, you know, obviously that's the exception, not the rule, but are there things you can do there to make sure, for example, this case, it was like $10,000 in there and the one, the guy in in the couple basically took it and ran off. Um, what do you do? Yeah, well, there there's some of the more tricky things. Whenever there's fraud involved and it becomes a divorce situation, things like that, they all get negotiated into hopefully what becomes a non-adversarial settlement, especially if there's kids involved. But that's the risk of a joint account. Sure. Uh, the way that we came at it was, look, you know, this is kind of a leap of faith, uh, and, and ideally uh, it's going to work out fine. Uh, but that's one of those things that, you know, I, I guess yeah. some people, especially a second marriage or a third marriage, you know, you have to be a little more cognizant of because by that point, there are a little bit more assets typically accumulated, and there are those significant experiences, perhaps including a loss from a prior marriage of funds, uh, that really come into play. You know, some of the things we wanted to do today, too, is get some spring financial cleaning out of the way. Everybody's emerging, hopefully, from the snow now, and we're looking <laughs> at trying to you know, clean our houses up and our lawns and all that kind of stuff, but there's nothing wrong with getting our finances cleaned up, too, during the spring, right? Oh, this this week, not only do we celebrate, you know, my, my wife's birthday Saturday, and I'm 99% sure it is, but Thursday, spring arrives. So in light of that, one thing that has been declining in I just heard your entire mood change, your entire voice go up because you were that happy when you said the word spring. Yeah, we've got a we we've got a lot to look forward to. This has been a record-breaking winter, and let's hope it's a record-breaking spring and summer for all the right reasons. But term insurance rates have largely come down. So if you have term insurance, it wouldn't hurt to go online and look at some of the online websites um, to see if you can get a requote on your term insurance and make sure you have enough. Now's the time to make sure that you have enough, and that's really different for every person. But with the declining cost of term insurance, which is basically rented coverage for as long as you need it, and it's very inexpensive, it's a good time to start shopping that now that we're looking at spring. Combining with that is now's the time to update your beneficiaries to look at your retirement accounts, your insurance policy, right. and even look at your wills to make sure that you know, maybe you have new children or grandchildren or some charities become very important. After death is too late. Things like this need to be done in advance. And one that comes into play with that is, especially for people who are starting to become a little more realistic about mortality is, you know, pre-plan your funeral. Uh, maybe not prepay, but definitely pre-planning. Takes away the emotion of that week or so surrounding the loss of a loved one. Uh, that really is appreciated. And that's one thing people can do in advance. Also, as we get into this time of year, you know, scattered assets, we're working on a case now where people have nine financial institutions, and we're working on a consolidation plan for them to simplify, to reduce chances for mistake, but also reduce chances for fraud. Uh, with that, yeah. things outstanding. Folks need a little help sometimes, and now's a good time to consider that. And good stuff, too, with all the ID theft that we're hearing about out there and, and so forth. That's really a, a problem. So yeah. people can find you right now at that great, and I mean great, website, and also call you at 334-1861. But tell us about the website. That's always a fun place. 
Yeah, thanks, Gary. It's RyanFox.info, and what we do each week is uh, upload the clips from the show so folks can go in and listen. They can read up a lot about us. We believe personal finance is actually very personal, so they can read about you know who we are, how we operate, what we believe in. We're salaried, and we're always happy to give people a second opinion on their investment portfolio and their financial plan. Uh, we're not salespeople. We're salaried legal fiduciaries, and they can read up on us long before they decide to call or email. And again, fee only means you're not selling a product. You're you're trying to fit it to each person's individual situation, right? Yeah, fee only means that uh, our only compensation comes from the client. It doesn't come from the products that we sell. So we don't use products that pay us kickbacks. So everything, all cards are facing up, and we provide all of our fees literally in black and white uh, at the first meeting with people or via email when we send them what's called an ADV, which is a regulatory document. Great stuff. Hey, Ryan, thank you as always. We'll look forward to next Tuesday with some more uh, financial pulse readings that you always give so well. We will be far into the spring at that point. (laughs) So your mood will already be sunny and bright, right? (laughs) Yes, sir. Please uh, tell your wife happy birthday for us, and and we look forward to talking to you next Tuesday. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Gary. Me too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.